Hi, welcome to Hayigeret, or The Message, a unique journal of original and plagiarized Jewish thought in the merit of my grandfather, Benyaminari ben Leah, and for a refuish lema, a complete healing for Esther Batsipora. The Shabbat between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, the head of the new year and the day of atonement, is called Shabbat Shuva, or the Shabbat of return. Not, as could easily be misunderstood, as Shabbat Teshuva, Shabbat of repentance. Of course, the word Teshuva is related to Shuva because they both come from the root Lashuv, to return. Return and repentance are definitely related. When we repent, we are returning to the self we were before we did the deed we wanted to repent for. In this week's Parsha, Vayelech, Bnei Yisrael are doing their own kind of returning. They are about to cross the Jordan and enter the land of Israel, finally. Eretz Yisrael is now in their future, but it's also a part of their past. Their ancestors, Abraham, Abraham, Yitzchak, Isaac, and Yaakov, Jacob, all lived there. Moving forward, then, for the tribes, is returning to a place of the past. When we repent, we return to our purest, truest selves. And Shabbat Shuvah is a time to tune into this self. We have this whole Aseret Yemei Shuvah, the 10 days of repentance, from Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur, and Shabbat Shuvah is smack in the middle of these. What I do is I picture a seesaw. On one side of the seesaw, we see the self that we began the holidays with. Perhaps the self is a bit scuffed, uh, wearing a sour expression, but off into the distance, on the other side of the seesaw, is the self that we want to be, the self we want to end Yom Kippur with. This self is gleaming and shining, it's pure and wearing a serene expression. So where we are now with Shabbat Shuva is the center of the seesaw. We are between these two selves, and we have the choice what side of the seesaw we want to end with. This idea is kind of inspired by a teaching of the Rambam, Rabbi Moshe ben Maimon, Maimonides. He taught in Hilchot Tshuva, the laws of Tshuva, that we should view ourselves all year as if we are half innocent and half guilty, meaning that if we commit one sin, we tip the seesaw to the guilty side. And if we just do one mitzvah, we tip the seesaw to the righteous side. Of course, he didn't say the part about the seesaw. That was just my own personal interpretation. Rav Cook also taught that the Jewish people are a collective soul. We are sparks from the same source. So when we sin, we are sinning on behalf of all the people. And the same, of course, goes for when we perform mitzvot. We are acting righteously on behalf of all of the people then, too. Speaking of acting on behalf of the klal, on behalf of the whole community, in this week's Parsha, we receive the final mitzvah, the final of the 613th mitzvot. And now write for yourselves this song and teach it to the children of Israel. What is the song, you ask? The song, or the shira, as, as written here, is the Torah. Rabbi Jonathan Sachs of Blessed Memory taught that Moshe was sharing to Bnei Israel that it isn't enough just to take in the teachings of Moshe himself. They must make the Torah new and fresh themselves. To this day, Torah scrolls are written as they were in ancient times, by hand, using parchment, and with a quill. The Torah scroll is the closest thing we have in our modern Jewish practice to a sacred relic. The word shira can mean song or poetry, and because it's used five times in this passage in the Parsha, clearly it's significant. The Netziv, Rabbi Naftali Tzvi Yehuda Berlin, interprets that we should read the Torah as if it's poetry, not prose. The Netziv argues that the Torah is like poetry because it's elusive rather than explicit, leaving more unsaid than said. Secondly, it also hints at deeper meanings, expressing more than just what is visible on the surface. 
The Torah is imbued with deep secrets like poetry too. And this is related to the whole community because a song becomes more complex and beautiful when scored from many voices, all singing their own harmony. Individually, we all have something to contribute, but when working together, we can make the Torah new and continue interpreting it for many years to come. Rabbi Sachs goes on to say that the expression of the Torah as a song also encourages us to look at it in an affectionate, emotional way. Just like music is intangible and emotionally effective, so is the Torah. I am wishing you a meaningful Shabbat Shuvah. Thank you so much for listening.